Hi, this is Pastor David Cooper. Thank you for joining my podcast. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you. I also want to ask you to share the podcast with others. Together, we can make an impact in people's lives as we introduce them to the Word of God. Thank you for your partnership and ministry of the Mount Perrin family and our outreach. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. If I were to ask you tonight, why did Jesus come into the world, what would you say? The mystery of all mysteries, that the Son of God would take on human form and enter this world. Jesus was no mere man. He was God in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16, Paul the Apostle writes, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. Napoleon was talking to one of his generals one day. The general told him that he wasn't a religious man and said, Jesus Christ was just like any other man. Napoleon said, I have known great men, great leaders and conquerors. I tell you, Jesus Christ is no mere man. Did you know that all the great religious figures that have appeared in history, that not one of them ever claimed to be God's son? There's only one person ever walked the face of this earth who claimed to be God's son. John 10 and 36, Jesus said, I am the son of God. In John 14, verse 8, he told his disciples, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father, I and the Father are one. Why did the Son of God, the creator of the universe, enter the world, be born in a manger, die on a cross, rise again, and today lives at the right hand of God, ever living to make intercession for us? Why did Jesus come? Well, we could say, well, Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophets, to complete the Old Testament, and that's true. He said in Matthew 5 and 17, Do not think I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I've not come to destroy them, but to fulfill them. We could say, well, Jesus came to give abundant life. That's true. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He said in John 12 and 48, I have come to bring light into the world. He also said something very radical. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 29, he said, Do not think I have come to bring peace on the earth. I've not come to bring peace but a sword. He said, What does that mean? Jesus meant that his very presence and name is divisive, that when people encounter him, they have to make a decision about him. And tonight, no matter how you came and who brought you? The fact of the matter is that God in his sovereignty arranged for you to be here tonight to have an encounter with Jesus. And when you leave here, you too will have to make a decision about Jesus. We could say that Jesus came into the world to destroy evil, and that's true. First John 3 and 8 says, For this reason did the Son of God appear, that he might destroy the devil's works. 
But that still does not get to the heart of the matter. It certainly does not get to the meaning of Christmas, that he came to fulfill the law and the prophets or to give everybody an abundant and happy life or to destroy evil. There's one paramount reason Jesus came in the world. And Paul the Apostle, who was a very righteous man, a Pharisee, teacher of the law, loved God, but he thought his religion and his works made him right with God until the day he met Jesus face to face and realized that he lacked something. He lacked something in his soul. He lacked the grace of God, the only power that could deliver him from sin and death. The greatest disease in the world today is not cancer as dreaded, as frightening as that word is. The greatest disease is sin, and all of us have it. We're born with it. Separation from God. That's why you may feel lost tonight or anxious or worried, feel like you have no purpose in your life. You've got all this stuff around you and nothing inside of you. It's your soul. That's where the emptiness, the anxiety abides. Jesus came into the world to save you. That means to rescue you, to deliver you and set you free. And this man who is a very good man, and you may be a good person. I've met people like that that I really feel like they need Jesus or religion because they're a good person and they're good. And I will be the first to admit you are a good sinner because there's some really bad sinners in the world. And I've met them too, and you have some really bad sinners, but there's some good ones. And that was Paul the Apostle, and when he had that face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus on the Damascus Road, revolutionized his life, writes about half the New Testament, preached all over the world, building churches, died as a martyr because of his encounter with Jesus. And the only thing that will really help you spiritually is an encounter with Jesus. And so Paul writes about why Jesus came. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, he said, here is a trustworthy saying. Everybody, we got so much fake news we talk about, and nobody knows what to believe anymore on social media. Well, here's something you can believe tonight. Here's a trustworthy saying. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst, he said. A righteous man. He said he felt like the worst of sinners when he stood before the Lord Jesus gave his heart to Christ and received the gift of forgiveness. So he writes in Ephesians 2, verse 8, for by grace, that means a gift, for by grace are you saved through faith. And not, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And God will give you the gift of salvation, of forgiveness of sins, of new birth, of eternal life. God will give you grace, saving grace as a gift. During Paul's travels, he and his companion Silas went to Philippi to preach. And he ended up getting arrested for preaching and put in prison. But at midnight, they sang praises to God and they prayed. The Lord sent an earthquake, shook the prison, opened the doors. And the jailer had been hearing them singing the way you've been hearing singing tonight. By the lyrics, the spirit of worship. He heard them praying. Perhaps they'd been praying for all the prisoners. Perhaps they'd been praying for the guards. He had to listen to them. And this earthquake frightened him and everybody. He fell on his knees and said to Paul and Silas, what must I do to be saved? That's what people are asking, really. That's what they ask in the last moments of their life. I can assure you, I got a contact recently from a family, and 
elderly man, been an atheist all of his life. He wanted to know how he could know where he was going. In that moment, he asked the most important question. How can I be saved from guilt and sin and judgment? Paul told him, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And that's what tonight's all about. This could be your strategic moment to believe. When people tell you it doesn't matter what you believe, you know nothing could be further from the truth. That's an absurd statement. What if people believe a lie? You think that's good for them? What if they believe a delusion? What if they believe a hallucination? What if your kids believe everything they see on social media? You're going to tell them that? Well, it doesn't matter what you believe. As long as you believe something, you feel that way as a parent? No, you don't. You know that makes no sense. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And here tonight in this beautiful sanctuary, you can open your heart to Christ and put your faith in him. Jesus will save you your whole life tonight will completely change. You may think, well, can one decision in an evening make that much difference? I want you to think about something. The direction of your life and your destiny is based on a few strategic decisions you'll make in the course of your life. All the other ones are small ones. They don't add up to anything. But every now and again, you're going to come to a crossroads and that big decision is going to determine your direction and your destiny. And this is the biggest one you'll face. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. If you make that decision tonight, Christ will take charge of your life. You'll be born again. You'll have eternal life. You'll live with purpose. You'll live with joy. You won't be nearly as anxious and worried and lonely in the world. You'll have purpose and reason. Let Christ save you. Let Christ rescue you tonight. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to lead you in a prayer tonight by which you can put your faith in Jesus and experience his salvation. Would you bow your heads with me in prayer tonight? If you say, I need Christ in my life, Pastor, I'm so spiritually empty. I've searched through so many things. But tonight, I want to give my heart to Christ. Then pray this simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I do believe in you. You are the Son of God the Savior of the world. Lord, I give you my sin, my failures, and I receive your forgiveness and cleansing of my soul. I receive the gift of eternal life and the promise of saving grace. I believe that even now you are coming into my life, taking charge of my life, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Tonight I boldly confess Jesus is Lord. I put my full trust in you to save me. Tonight, Lord, I choose to follow you with all my heart. It's in your holy name that I pray. And all God's people said amen. Thank you for joining me today as we've shared together the Word of God. Let me ask you to download the Mount Perrin Church app today so that we can stay connected and you can see all the great services and resources available for you and your family. Follow me on social media and also the Mount Perrin Church family. I look forward to seeing you in church to worship on campus and online. God bless you. Have an incredible day.